Matthew chapter number two. Thank you, sister. Matthew chapter number two, starting at verse number one. The scripture says, now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king behold there came wise men from the east everyone say the east came from the east to Jerusalem saying where is he that is born king of the Jews it is important my friend that we don't miss the signs that the Lord is giving unto us his signs are clearly written in scripture. And if we don't take the time to read and understand the signs, we will miss what belongs to you and I. These wise men, I believe they were considered wise because they understood the signs. They understood the sign and what to look for of the great miracle birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Where is he at? Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Why? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem and all Jerusalem. That's interesting how they put emphasis on everybody in Jerusalem was troubled as well with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Where is this young man? And they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea. For thus it is written by the prophet. Now, if they knew that it was written or if they went back and read that it was written, why didn't they leave and go with the wise men? It is important to understand this, that when you read or hear the word of God, you are now held accountable for what you have word and, head, and, and, and heard. Does that make sense? Regardless if you receive it or not, regardless if you even accept it, you're still held accountable for what you have heard or what you have read. So when you see what the Lord is showing you or you hear it and you know it to be true, you ought to act out on what you see or what you hear. That's why I urge people all the time, regardless of how you've been baptized in the past, if you see it in scripture where people were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is important for you to act upon now what you see. I don't care about what you've been told or what a, a parent or someone in your household has told you or what religion you grew up in. Because religion won't take you to heaven, but relationship will. So when you see it and hear it, it's important then to act upon it. So they said, well, here he is. It was written by the prophets, verse number six. And thou Bethlehem in the land of Judah art not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, verse number seven, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again. I don't want to go with you, but you just bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed and lo, the star, which they saw in the east, 
went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. And here is our verse that we apply to Star City Church. Matthew 2 verse number 10. It all draws to this. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Church, you can never lose that thought and premise around the church that we call Star City. That when people see the star, the representation of where Jesus is, people shall rejoice with exceeding great joy. Christmas is probably my family's favorite holiday. Christmas is something that we really look forward to as a family. My children love it. My wife loves it. Uh, I grew up, my family enjoyed this time of year. We looked forward to Christmas. We didn't look forward to the, the nasty weather or anything like that. We just looked forward to Christmas. And there's a lot of traditions that we had as a family. And you will see here up on the screen where many people have all type of Christmas trees. All time, I mean, beautiful, elegant Christmas trees that are decorated from top to bottom and very gorgeous. And they invest a lot of money into these things. We can go to uh, another picture of where people kind of match their backgrounds and they do different things and their presents match the tree and they're so elegant. And then you have those that are very, very simple trees. But people love trees. And regardless of where you put them in your house or you put them somewhere outside or you go and look at different trees. And some of you uh, even drive around neighborhoods just to look through people's windows so you can see their tree. Uh -huh. yeah, I didn't get a lot of amens, but I, I know you'd be doing that. Uh, so you see their tree and you, you almost get in a wreck, hit the person in front of it because you see something that you like. And then some people get real nice with it. They got one downstairs. Oh, oh, and look upstairs. There's one there too. So people put a lot of time in it. And then we can go to lights. And many of you enjoy lights and going to light shows. And people have all the different lights. And they light up their homes and driveways. And it looks so beautiful. And people travel all over the place just to look at different lights. And then you have this. You know, sometimes you go by certain people's houses. you like, so did the kids decorate or did they decorate? Or was it a combination or what happened because you know sometimes you just don't know what they're doing but you just you just give them a thumbs up just for trying praise God but then these are the type of homes I, I hope this is nobody's home in this in this church if so well let the Lord just speak to you right now uh, so you know in, in these type of homes here typically the lights don't come down right it's March 15th and oh, it's March 15th they still got lights up you're like Lord Jesus what Somebody go tell Susie. It's over. So, but, but all these different trees and lights and people really enjoy Christmas. I don't know about you, but this is one of my favorite times of the year. But it's important to understand the reason for the season. The scripture says in Leviticus chapter 18, verse number 21. The scripture says, listen to this now, and thou shalt not let any of thy seed pass through the fire 
to Malek. Hmm. Neither shalt thou profane the name of thy God. He says, I am the Lord. The commandment of God here is simple. Do not sacrifice your children to false gods. Because Melech was a pagan god of the Amorites, to which, among other things, children were offered as sacrifice. Now, I can insert very quickly here, and I can move on, but this is why the Lord showed Abraham, we're not like that. We are a separated people. Abraham, or God told Abraham to offer up his son, his only son from Sarah. Isaac, the promised child, I want you to offer him up to me as an act of obedience. And here we know Abraham takes his son all the way up the mountain to sacrifice his son. He told his servants, you guys stay here. Me and my son will go up to worship and we will return unto you. But yet as he's getting ready to bring the dagger down on his son, we know that the Lord provided a ram in the bush symbolizing what Jesus Christ would do for us that we deserve to die in our sin but he became the ultimate sacrifice for all mankind because God is not into children sacrifice and he was proving a point to even Abraham all the way back then that me your God is not like the other false gods you know, can I dig a little bit deeper here as far as the oneness of God? This also proves to you that there is not a second God in the Godhead. Because if there's God the Father and God the Son, think about this, that means God the Father sent God the Son to be sacrificed and God in his nature is against children's sacrifice. So now we can better understand he didn't send God the son to come. No, God came himself and robed himself in flesh and he died for our sins. Hallelujah. The idea of child sacrifice is horrifying and passing through a fire is greatly upsetting. But the command remains for us as children of the true and living God to not sacrifice our children to false gods. There are many false gods in this world today. Many false gods in this world today fighting for the attention of our children. We have the false gods of entertainment. We have the false god of pleasure. The false god of fame, money, power, selfishness, and instant gratification. There are many influencers, some in high places, who make a living promoting the attitudes and behaviors that lead our children away from Jesus Christ to these false gods. I hope you came ready to receive what I'm teaching here today, but I'm just going to feed off of this morning's message if that's okay. So it is important. This requires us to be careful with the precious time that we have with our children and for ourselves. I wonder if many of you literally left out of here this morning with a changed mindset and heart of being intentional about having a table in your household. Because if you have a table in your house, it will help to bring focus to the reason for the season. Amen. 
So I asked, why are we willing to sacrifice the integrity of our child on an altar of pacification? I'm going to say that one more time. So I asked, why are we willing to sacrifice the integrity of a child on the altar of pacification? We cannot allow our children to become obedient to the false god of technology. We may, we may not be passing our children through the fire of Molech, but we should not be willing to pass them off to the warm glow of an iPad or a phone, a cell phone or a video game either. The false god of technology is still a false god. When it becomes an idol, it is now useless. It is useless and produces no results for our heavenly father. I am also speaking to parents and grandparents who are laying themselves on the altar of pacification. Because I've dealt with some grown folks that you, 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 you cry uh, like my four-year-old if the fruit loops are gone. Don't let my four-year-old walk in the kitchen and all the cereal gone. Somebody's going to the store. It's just going to happen. Somebody's going to the grocery store. I mean, she's just, well, where's all the cereal at? But I, I, I've seen growth, grown people also, they have this altar of pacification where they have to pacify themselves. And, you know, everything is so easy now. Right? I, I'm going to insert something real quick and then I'll get back to here. Anybody remember Lailway? All the teenagers are like, lay away. I, I, I want to lay away right now. I'm tired. but no. Lay, anybody remember lay away? Yeah. Boy, our parents will fill up the cart. I mean, that cart be overflowing. We excited to keep, look at this stuff. All this toy. Okay, y'all, we go put this on lay away. We like, oh. <laughs> we can't just get one toy. We go, put, we go get it. We go get it. Yeah, 15 months later, put it on layaway, and you pay a little at a time until you can afford to get it out. Now, it's just a click of a button. Same day delivery, it's right there at your doorstep, and if you don't have the money, put it on the credit card. That's the new layaway system with interest. Ooh, I'm trying to help somebody here today. We can't pacify ourselves. We can't pacify our children. They don't need everything. We don't need everything. It's no different than Malek. We may not be putting them in the fire, but we're passing them through the fire of pacification. And so therefore, they have no patience. And then they don't develop a prayer life because when we pray, it takes patience. When we pray, it takes patience because now we're not on our time. We're on God's time. And nobody wants God's time, but we must have a determination to not pacify ourselves and be willing to wait on the Lord. Uh, hallelujah. I got to find my amen section tonight. Praise God. Mm -hmm. Christmas, as I said, is probably my family's favorite holiday. But Christmas... Is not in the Bible. Christmas was created by the Roman Empire in the year 336 AD. The Roman Empire was considered to be the most organized, structured, and dominant empire of their day. 
the Roman Empire was considered untouchable. But let me tell you, let me share something with you, a great mystery about Rome. The great Roman Empire was destroyed because of the preaching of Jesus Christ. Now, you can probably search your history channel and Google this. It will say something else why the Roman Empire came down. But I'm telling you right now, largely due to the Apostle Paul, the Roman Empire came crumbling from within because of the preaching and the conversion to people to Jesus Christ. That's what brought down the Roman Empire. And I'm telling you, if you want to bring down empires and kingdoms of this world, it's going to take the preaching and teaching of Jesus Christ. Amen. Our world makes Christmas all about presents. You know what's interesting is that we say it's the birthday of Jesus, but yet we give presents to each other. Selah. Our world makes Christmas about presents to each other, not Jesus. Our world makes Christmas about trees, ornaments, and lights, not Jesus. Reindeer and Frosty and a white man named Santa Claus. Amen. Not Jesus. Can you hand me that Bible, please, right there? I brought a Bible in here. This Bible is a Spanish Bible. Anybody ever seen a Spanish Bible before? Anybody? Spanish Bible. The Spanish Bible is called Santa Biblia. It's the name of a Spanish Bible, Santa Biblia. You want to know why? Because the word Santa means holy. And here we are allowing yourself and your children to go sit on holy St. Nick. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're worshiping a holy clause. Oh, uh, think about this. A holy Saint Nick. That's not by coincidence now that they call him Santa Claus because Santa means holy. That's simply what Santa means. It, 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 it means holy, and you don't have to look too far. It's right here on the Spanish Bible. This is the Holy Bible right here, Santa Biblia, and that's where they get it from. And I believe that that's blasphemy. That is blasphemy. You are denying the Holy One for something that we are putting in His place as holy. I'm sorry, that's blasphemy. Hallelujah. Amen, seats. Amen. Woo. I'm steamrolling. I'm steamrolling. I'm steamrolling. Uh-huh. Oh, there's Santa. Go sit on his lap. Go ahead. That's blasphemy. Yep. Go take a picture. That's blasphemy. Oh, I'm steamrolling. We need to understand the purpose and the principle of what the world is creating. That's, 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 that's exactly what it is. Preachers that preach against the celebration of Christmas or any other holiday for that matter, I respect 
and do not argue their stand. I respect anyone that stands for separation from the world. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter number 10, starting at verse number one, it says, hear ye the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven for the heathen are dismayed at them for the customs of the people are vain for one does what they cut a tree out of the forest the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe they deck it with silver and with gold they fasten it with nails and with hammers that it move not why they are upright as the palm tree but speak not they must needs be born because they cannot go be not afraid of them for they cannot do evil neither also is it in them to do good but the lord is the true god verse number 10 sorry i jumped down to verse number 10 but the lord is the true god he is the living god and an everlasting king at his wrath the earth shall tremble and the nation shall not be able to abide his indignation it's important. I have a picture here of a tree that's tied down uh, and many people looking up to it. Uh, it's a big green tree, whatever the case may be, right? Everybody's just kind of around. Uh, and so this kind of gives you an example here where the tree is tied down and everything has, you know, all the ornaments and, 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 and everything on it. See, the thing is, is that in the book of Jeremiah, the prophet is dealing with people that worship this image. They were taking uh, a tree out of the forest and decorating with everything, and they were worshiping that image. It is important to understand that because that's what our world has taken Christmas and created it worship out of that. I mean, we don't even have to talk about Xmas. You know, they take Christ out of it or whatever the case may be. They just take a holiday and then they say, we're going to worship this image. And that's exactly what is taking place and what goes on. They're worshiping an image. And so it is important for you and I to understand that that still happens even to this day where people are worshiping an image more than they are Jesus Christ. This is even proven even further. Uh, I have another picture uh, of a false god named Dagon. Dagon, many of you may not know who Dagon is, but Dagon is a false god and the people of Nineveh worship Dagon. Who are the people of Nineveh? If you read the story of Jonah, this is when Jonah, who was swallowed up by the whale, we understand that, right? And what's interesting is, is that the people worship Dagon, who was a fish god. Now, think about it. The people worship Dagon, which was a fish god, but God used a whale to spew Jonah out of the mouth onto their land. And here comes this man coming out of a fish's mouth onto their land. No, and what do they worship? A fish god. And here comes this prophet coming out of the mouth of a fish onto their land. They had to listen to this man. They thought our God has sent us a prophet and his prophet saying, if you don't bow down to the one true God, you're going to be destroyed in 40 days. It, 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 it still happens today. Why? Because look at what Romans chapter one, verse number 25 says. The Bible says, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever Amen. They worship and serve the creature more than the creator. See, this type of worship is still exists today. 
not just with trees, it's not just with Christmas trees, but people worship water, they worship the sun, they worship the moon, they worship the stars. I mean, you can continue to go, but they also worship mankind. You know, we call athletes superstars. And they become our kids' role models. Jeremiah 10 is a perfect example of this, worshiping trees instead of the one who created the tree. We say that Jesus is the reason for the season, but do we really mean that? If we are really a Christian nation, Jesus would be the reason for every season. I said, if we were really a Christian nation, we just wouldn't uh, prioritize or segregate Jesus just to this point in time for a couple months out of the year. But Jesus would be the reason for every season. Is he the reason why he still wakes you up? He's the reason why I wake up every day. So it, it is important for us to see this importance. I teach in my household that Christmas trees and decor and going to see lights in the city are not bad things. My family, we have Christmas trees. We have lights. So we, we go searching, looking for lights, and we do all those things as family uh, because we are creating memories as a family. And we enjoy that, and we do, the, do these things often. Every single year, we make sure that we go out and have fun and, 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 and enjoy one another's company as a family. The reason why I teach to my children that this is not a bad thing is because we do not worship these things. That is the separation. That is the difference. That's why I don't mind Christmas trees in our church and in our lobby. Now, I'm very picky about our platform in this sanctuary. You'll never see a tree up on this platform or things like that because I believe there should be a separation from our lobby and the sanctuary. But that's me. That's, that's your pastor. As long as I'm pastoring here, that's the way it's going to be. Uh, so, but it is important that we have a separation. But we teach our young people that this is what we do, why we do it. But yet we don't worship these things. We don't worship a tree. We don't worship the ornaments. We don't worship the gifts. No, we know who to worship. We don't worship the creation more than the creator. So I, 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 I teach these things. They are fun activities for the family and I to enjoy together. But while I'm making those memories, I am teaching my children the purpose of the celebration. That Jesus was not born on December the 25th. That is just a made-up day. That is not his actual birthday. That's just something that we do, and we celebrate it, but we don't worship that day. And we do not take pictures with Santa Claus. That's what I teach my children. You're not sitting on old holy Saint Nick. No, the only holy thing that we're sitting on is Jesus Christ. So I teach that principle in my household. So as believers... Who understand these holidays are nothing more than ways of for capitalists to make more money. We must use these moments as opportunities to win the loss in our city. That's why we have special programs. That's why we have musicals to bring people to church that do not normally come to church. I taught just a couple weeks ago on lifestyle evangelism. December the 11th should be the most packed out day in this church. When we have our Christmas concert, it should be packed out. We shouldn't even have a seat available. Why? Because you are going to grab your friends and your neighbors and everyone that you love or even can't stand. You are bringing them to the house of God. Because you are using an opportunity for that moment that the world celebrates. You are bringing them here to the house of God. 
it should be a great opportunity for you to go and tell your neighbors, your friends, hey, you got to come and listen. You got to come and hear our choir. You got to come because I'm singing. This place ought to be packed out. I'm not getting a lot of amens, but I'll say amen myself right there. This place ought to be packed up. I'm inviting family and friends and people that I haven't talked to. I'm sending text messages, emails. I'm doing everything saying you got to come to this Christmas concert. You got to come hear music because people love music. They may resist preaching because it's coming at them, but they enjoy music. But I'm here to let you know when you got apostolic anointed music going forth, there's something that will pierce your soul and people's lives can be changed just through music. So that's why you and I need to be inviting everybody to the house of God on December the 11th. I wish I had about 15 people in here that will lift both your hands and say, Pastor, I'm going to tell everybody. I'm going to invite my neighbors. I'm going to invite my family. I'm going to invite my backslid children. I'm going to invite everybody I can because I want everybody to be in the presence of an almighty God. Amen. Oh, I wish I had some teenagers and folks that was in school to say, you know what? I'm going to invite some of my friends from school too. All right, no amens. It, it should be packed out from a lifestyle of evangelism, from you and I just bringing people to the house of God. And you know what? I'm not saying it should be. I believe it's going to be because I believe that you're going to respond to the word. Mm -hmm. When the decor the gifts, and everything else becomes more about the stuff than about Jesus, that's when it has just become idolatry. When the decor and the gifts and everything else that goes along with it and you're all about the stuff and less about Jesus, that's when it becomes idolatry. Let me take it a step further. Parents, when you get stressed because you don't have enough money to buy your children gifts, it has just become idolatry. And kids, you don't put pressure on your parents to try to get you stuff because it may not be like last year. I'm sorry, but we live in tough times. And, and you better be thankful that you have parents that even try to work and work hard, that try to bring home money to try to provide for you food on your table, clothes on your back, and a roof over your head. And we should not have one kid here at Star City Church that complains about not having enough stuff underneath that tree. And parents, you do not feel guilty, bad, or stressed out because Christmas may not be the same as it was a year or two years ago. The economy wasn't the same back in 2018 like it is right now. Everything has shifted. Everything has escalated. I seen a sign the other day that said, inflation has gone crazy, but that's my five cents. It's okay, yeah. You got it? Thank you. Did y'all did get it? Thank you. Praise God. Let me preach over here then. You didn't get it, did you? No, okay, all right, okay. It's, it's, it's not the same. So, so, so don't complain about what you see or don't see. Amen, lights. Thank you, parents, for your hard work. 
Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for getting up on Monday morning after a long Sunday and you still get to work. You still make sure those lights are on and at home. You still make sure your kids got food on their table. You still make sure they got a roof over your head. Yeah, there may be a couple bills that you're, that you're concerned about, but don't get stressed out about Christmas not being a provide for certain things. This is the day that the Lord has made. I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. I said, this is the day that the Lord has made. I'm not waiting to celebrate on December 25th to say thank you, Jesus. But on today, I can say thank you, Jesus. This is the day that you have made. And I'm going to rejoice and be glad in it. Regardless if I have everything I need, I know God has given me everything. My needs and my wants. He's given it to me. Regardless if I have everything that I want, I have everything that I need. Hallelujah. So the reason for the season is always Jesus. Uh -huh. It's always Jesus. We, we can have fun and you can have nice lights and trees and all that stuff, but we don't worship that stuff. We don't worship that. It is a pagan holiday. And you don't talk about other preachers or people that teach against it. Let them teach against it. That is their stance. We don't tell them they're too strict or anything. They're trying to draw a line in their church. Just like we need to draw lines in our family. Ooh, I don't know what's got into me all day today. I, I'm just, I'm trying to help families. I'm trying to help people. Have a table. Talk. Communicate. Talk to one another. Help, help one another. And then teach children the truth that's in the word of God. Teach them. And don't you get all caught up in, 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 in something that the world gets all caught up in. I, I, I know of families that go into debt for Christmas. They will swipe their credit card till it, it, it just starts declining. And then have a, a, a plan to pay it back over, over, the, over the year. Just to do the same thing over again. That's, don't do that, church. That's not wisdom. That's not wisdom. That's not of God. Don't be going all in a debt. Just to try. I, trust me, I got four. Man. Four. And you better believe every year they go and count. They're not counting to see how many they got. They just want to make sure one of their sisters didn't get more than them. I'm not joking. So we split up. We literally opened up the box. If we got, uh-oh, Carrington's got less than the rest of them. We'll open up her present, take some stuff out of the box, and rewrap it just so she don't think she got less. I'm preaching to myself, forgive me, Lord. I've created, I've got idolatry going on. Amen. That's just what they get. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And then they go counting every, one, two, three, four, five. We're like, get your blue behind back over here. Be grateful for what you got. This is the day. I'm trying to help some folks out today. Because I want you to have fun this holiday season. Because there are too many people that are stressed right now. 
I, I, oh, something just struck right there. I, I feel it in the Holy Ghost. There's too many people stressed in this church, and you're stressed over what you cannot do, and we ought to be grateful for what the Lord has already done. So I speak against that spirit. I bind that spirit of depression. I come against the spirit of weariness. I bind that spirit that's holding you down and holding you back, thinking that you're less when God is saying, I'm more than enough. I know this ain't a shouting message, but I feel like dancing in here. I feel like rejoicing because the enemy's trying to stake your joy. He's trying to take your joy, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. My joy is not in stuff. My joy is not in the stuff. My joy is not in lights. My joy is not in the presence, but the joy of the Lord. It is my strength. It is my help. Hallelujah. That's why we testify and say this joy that I have, the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away. So why are you allowing the stuff to take away your joy? Somebody ought to better get the joy of the Lord back in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Uh-huh. The Bible says, and I'm going to end with this. Let's all stand, please. Oh. Amen. Reason for the season. <laughs> Scripture says, Matthew 6.33. But seek ye first. Kingdom of God. Wait a minute. This, this can't be right. Brother Ben, are we reading this right? Seek ye first the stuff. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So that means they go together. Can't just seek the kingdom and not be righteous. Seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the stuff. Just put God first. And pastor, what have you been preaching? Put God first. Put God first. Just seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the stuff. Hallelujah. It'll be added unto you. Hallelujah. Some people in here need to be honest with themselves right now. You need to be honest with yourself. You've been down. You've been a little depressed. You've been stressed out. This time of year is just stressing you out. You're dealing with things. Anxiety is just boiling up in you. Because we've been a little bit too concerned about the stuff. A little bit too concerned about the things that are happening around us and not trusting in the Lord you've been trusting in this entire year. The one that's brought you to the point to where you are. Am I helping somebody right now? But I want us right now, just for a moment, to lay that stuff down. To cast your care upon him. Because he cares for you. And we've got to know the reason for the season. It's the same reason last season. <laughs> it's been all about Jesus Christ. 
If you can put Matthew chapter 2, verse number 10 back up there, please. Look at this. Matthew 2.10. It says, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. They hadn't even got to Jesus yet, but they started rejoicing because they knew they seen a symbol that represented where Jesus was. The Bible says in verse number 11, look at this. And when they were coming to the house, hallelujah. When they came into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshiped him. <laughs> hallelujah. Because the star will draw you. But once you get into his presence, you have no choice but to bow down and worship him. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> so if there's anywhere we need to bring our treasures, <laughs> the Bible says when they came and worship him and when they had opened up their treasures, they presented unto him gifts. <laughs> so on this Christmas season, more gifts. The gifts shouldn't just be about you and I exchanging gifts. But what gifts are we presenting unto him? Am I helping somebody right now? What gift are you presenting unto our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Not worried about your spouse's gift. Not so much worried about your children's gift. But what gift are you laying at the feet of Jesus? I wonder right now if you would move from where you are. Come down here with an open heart, with an honest mind. Come on with honesty on your lips and say Lord help me right now help me to prioritize and put things where they need to be 